Modernization is on the minds of IT decision makers and with good reason. Legacy systems just cannot keep up with the realities of today's business environment. And many organizations are discovering their secret modernization weapon, their developer teams, and the databases that underlie their applications. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this podcast series, The Principles of a Cloud Data Strategy, brought to you by Google Cloud. My name is Jim Malone. I'm a senior content strategist with CIO Marketing Services. We're having a series of conversations with select Google Cloud partners focused on data, managing, securing, accessing, storing, and using that data for better business outcomes. In this podcast episode from Google Cloud, we'll feature MongoDB, and we'll look at the role an integrated database platform can play in your modernization efforts and how this approach improves your chances of modernization success. How APIs, machine learning, and artificial intelligence work with Google Cloud solutions like BigQuery and MongoDB to accelerate innovation and modernization, and the importance of a single view of your data to your overall success. So without further ado, let's meet our speaker, Frederick Favelin. Frederick is the EMEA Manager for Partner Presales at MongoDB. Hi, Frederick. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about MongoDB and your work there. Hi, James. Thanks uh, for welcoming uh, within this uh, podcast. So I'm really passionate about the challenges around data. I'm really assisting also our key accounts and partners in the implementation of their big data, IoT, artificial intelligence projects, as part of their digital transformations. I'm also specialized in the telecom and finance sectors. So I really worked also within the business needs to the implementation of complex architecture, while also ensuring a good increase in skills of the technical teams of the customers and the partners we are supporting. Excellent. Thanks so much, Frederick. We're really glad you could be with us. So we've got a lot to cover. So let's jump right in uh, with some of the questions we have for Frederick. So first off, uh, Frederick, let's look at the talk about the legacy infrastructure and how exactly legacy infrastructure is slowing down modernization. The original databases most companies use were initially designed to solve a different set of problems back when storage were expensive and people were cheap. So now it's the opposite and maximizing productivity is the paramount. The problem that uh, row and column data structure clash with oriented uh, object programming language developer use. In addition, rich data structure make it hard to experiment, iterate, and evolve as requirement changes. Iterating on applications using legacy database often means trying to map changes to business objects across dozens or hundreds of tables. This can take days to weeks to, to implement this, and that's key for the innovations. So legacy modernization is a really strategic initiative that enables you to apply to latest innovations in development methodologies, architectural patterns, and technology to refresh your portfolio of legacy applications. This is much more than just a lift and shift. Moving your existing application and databases to faster hardware or onto the cloud might get you slightly higher performances and marginally reduced cost. But 
you will fail to realize the transformational business agility scale or development freedom that huge legacy modernization brings. When we talk about legacy modernization, Frederick, we're talking about the entire infrastructure, but let's focus on the database for a second. What's the link from your point of view? What's the link between modernization and an organization's database environment? So the the link between the modernization and the organization database and the environment is something which is linked also to to, to be really close uh, to add non-rational or no-SQL database as band eight to compensate the shortcoming of legacy databases. So they quickly find that the issue with non-rational databases is that they excel just in few specific things, so as niche things, and they have really limited capabilities. Otherwise, such as limited queries capabilities or lack of data consistency guarantees, uh, this has two implications. But they can never really replace the rational databases power core systems, which means they often have to move the data between silos and most often use ETL or other processes such as batches. They're suitable for niche use cases, and you'll end up not with one additional uh, database, but several, one for the graph data, one for transversal, one for time series, uh, key values, and so on. And the list is huge. So it's at this point that organizations start to feel that they are really the burden of learning, maintaining, and trying to figure out how to integrate the data between a growing set of technologies. Modern applications needs to be able to serve a really relevant information at speed and scale. This often means that separate search technologies added to the data infrastructure, which require teams to move and transform data from their database to dedicated search engine. We need to think about the mobile, which is really increasingly becoming strategic. Mm -hmm. This means that the teams are now incorporating separate mobile database to provide a low latency and optimized experience. That includes figuring out how to sync up data back to the backend. And finally, and this is what we see quite often, any companies try to deliver a richer application experience through analytics. We think about the next best offer, for example, in retail. The default they need to use sometimes complex ETL job to move their, their operational data to entirely separate uh, analytical database. They are usually transforming data into separate formats along the way and creating yet another data side. This adds even more time, people, and money to what mm. is a raw and real uh, data infrastructure problem. So, and at MongoDB, we put a name on this. This is what we are calling the taxon innovation. Ah, yeah, Frederick, what you describe as kind of the before picture, the the environment before with, you know, many databases to manage silos of information is pretty complex. So sticking with databases, how can a focus on databases simplify your architecture and ultimately accelerate into innovation? You mentioned the tax on innovation. How can focusing on databases simplify architecture and accelerate innovation? So 
I wanted to share an example of where this happens. Uh, mm -hmm. In uh, 2018, Jeff Needham was the senior director of architecture at Traveler. Mm -hmm. Traveler uh, is a Fortune 500 insurance company with uh, more than $30 billion uh, business and over uh, 30,000 employees. And Jeff was part of Traveler's most profitable business unit, business uh, insurance. And he was challenged to reduce the time between a business ask and when the ask would be available in the unit of production application. And to try to achieve this goal, the team under Jeff implemented an agile development process. They broke down monoliths into microservices, rolled out continuous delivery workflows. But at the end of it, they were still stuck with the legacy database because it was holding them from pushing back new updates to the application. And he has a quote. And this quote from Jeff uh, was, we implemented all these things, but we still had to wait days for database change to be implemented. And it didn't really add up. What does it mean? It means that they take really time and they were really struggling a lot when, when it comes to uh, implementation of the database. And if they didn't have something which was going to provide them this flexibility in order to go to the innovation, they will be still stuck. That's why, in fact, they moved to uh, to to MongoDB, and they used to get this experience in uh, 2017. And he had mm -hmm. enough uh, confidence in MongoDB to select it as the database to rebuild three critical parts of their portfolio, so that the moving away uh, from Oracle was a major decision. Mm -hmm. But he had every confidence that doing so would make more this core tool more flexible and capable to save millions of dollars within the process. Mm. So the team set down the path to rebuilding the policy transformation operational data store, content management system, and personalization and web content management system. This process has only continued. And today we are with BI tools with more than 400, 500 applications and tons of business uh, applications and every microservices are powered by MongoDB. So mm -hmm. it represents the huge space of innovation that Travelers has achieved in a very short period. So, but not only this, within the process, globally speaking, they also eliminated lots of line of code and mm -hmm. they have also increased the developer productivity with a uh, 75% with mm -hmm. uh, one third reduction in time to market. Oh, so, wow. and the result of this is what Jeff said is MongoDB flexible schema has allowed for rapid development cycle. And whereas the team could only develop six at best new features with Oracle. Now mm. they are really able to do more than 250 with MongoDB. Thinking about that, that's a, that's a great example and great, um, great results they had. But thinking about um, approaching a modernization effort, Frederick, do you rec recommend a rip and replace approach, you know, all at once or a slower approach like test or proof of concept? As we observe our customers in their transformation uh, efforts, uh, we recognize a number of pathways that emerge from data management perspective while moving away from legacy system. Mm 
the starting position with a legacy system is characterized by siloed data knowledge across multiple specialized time teams. So we might see some lift and shift of data workloads in the cloud, but the strong interdependencies continues to reflect burdensome cost of change. Some other organizations start incrementally by taking data-centric, data layer approach, and invest in building single views or operational data source to segregate read workloads from write workloads, gaining in channel efficiency. However, this represents a cost of more complexity in managing coexistence between legacies. Others start uh, incrementally uh, by taking platform-centric break-to-modulate approach uh, and introduce uh, self-organized cross-functional teams that work on a single loosely coupled business domain with microservices, but often tends not to consider the organizational data management implications. Others are breaking into new markets, which may opt to move onto a data platform, straight out to the gate to take the advantage of the FISOS paths uh, to behaving like a digital native. The benefits from simple ways uh, to access and input data, a consistent risk mitigation across all workloads, and a data-centric uh, operational model. It's not unusual for organization to simultaneously leverage different pathways uh, in different parts of the organization or to alternate between approaches as blockers or dependencies required. So as a summary, each organization have really a path which will be unique and that will be based on the organization market situation, mm -hmm. the competitive environment and initial conditions. Frederick, if you were drawing up a list for IT leaders of what they should look for in a modern database solutions, what would be the key, key ingredients there? I will summarize this within three main different topics. Mm -hmm. The first one should be, should be able to address the fastest way to innovate. And this is something that we really have seen uh, previously. Mm -hmm. And the first one will be uh, the way that they are going to really modelize their data. And if we think about the universality of documents, JSON, for example, mm -hmm. this is a superset of all data models and it provides a consistent developer experience. Not only this, if we think how now data are really modelized or standardized with some ISO uh, distribution can be on telco or finance, for example, uh, they are all written within JSON. It needs also to be intuitive and flexible as you need to adapt the schema at any time and map the way developers think and codes really to accelerate uh, the development. Mm -hmm. But also serve workloads with a comprehensive and expressive query language, but have also strong consistency and guarantee acid transactions. That's the first point. The second point will be about the freedom and the flexibility. We want now to have to be deployed on any infrastructure starting from our laptop, moving to the cloud, integrating with Kubernetes. Mm -hmm. We need to be scalable, resilient, mission critical with auto scaling. This auto scaling needs to be horizontal, vertical. We need to have management tools in order really to ensure the operation of our data platform. And we need to get global clusters for data residence. Think about GDPR personal uh, information. 
And for sure, this leads that we need to be really highly secured and to and get a compliant database with airbag encrypted everywhere, fully auditable. And as a latest point, we need to offer a unified modern uh, application experience. What does it mean? It means that the data platform needs to get also some full text search capabilities, workload isolation between transactional workloads and uh, analytical workloads, but bringing the odd data and the freshness of the transactional data to the analytical one in order really to be as efficient as possible to serve the best experience for the users. And we need to extend the capability also of the database cross device from mobile to web applications. I suppose, Frederick, we must talk about security since it's top of everyone's mind, according to, to our studies. So thinking about modernization of the database is kind of our discussion here today. What are the most important security considerations that we should keep in mind when considering a cloud-centric database solution? So security features are here to protect your data and you need to get network isolation fine-grained access control auditing and to an encryption of data in motion in use and at rest certification also across global standards to help to achieve our compliance requirement that should include iso 2701 sec 2 and more but you need really to ensure that your workload subject to regulatory standards such as HIPAA for healthcare or PCI DSS for payment or GDPR when it comes for European uh, data, data treatment. Mm -hmm. So security considerations are also across multi-region replications, global clusters to create geographically distributed deployment to offer resilience, the scalability and the data resiliency compliance. But security is not only uh, linked to the data access and the security of the data itself within the system, but also being able to, should you have any issues on your system to be able to restore it. So fully managed backups with point in time recovery to protect against data corruption and the ability to query the backup in place with, without doing a full data restore. That are all the main important security consideration that you need to take in to take into account. Frederick, we've got a few minutes left for this episode. And I, before we go, I wanted to ask you, can you connect the dots for us that tie together MongoDB's value proposition, Google Cloud, and better business outcomes? How does MongoDB and Google Cloud work together for those better business outcomes? So, if we go back to the different uh, pain points uh, of traditional spraying data infrastructure and highlight implications of this uh, innovation tax, most organizations paid uh, fragmented, fragmented developer experience, uh, many operational workloads, security model, AV data integration efforts, large amount of data duplication, leveraging an application data platform such as MongoDB address many of those challenges. And if we add it with Google, we will be really ensuring that we'll be able to provide the best input of those uh, of those two uh, platforms. What does it mean? It means that having 
uh, MongoDB and MongoDB Atlas will ensure unified developer experience, not just across different uh, operational uh, database workloads, but across data workloads, including search, mobile data, real-time analytics, and more. And that's provide a consolidated experience, allowing teams to expand more of their time building great applications. When it comes to Google on this side, just think about the integration with IPG, for example, or getting for real-time analytics, the integration with BigQuery, which is something which is closely to be native so that it's really simplifying all the infrastructure and all the work all together so that people and developers will be able to provide really innovative applications to, uh, to the system. But as with Google, we are really working in order to provide data integration and movement across data layers. These problems become ours, not yours. So if your data needs to search index uh, on it and you enable search index, we're going to operationalize everything for you in the background. It's not just a custom implementation you need to worry on your end. And of course, this approach really reduces data duplication, which saves raw cost, but also makes it easier to handle things like audit, access management, mm -hmm. management. And we provide companies with the first industry developer data platform that allows them to move fast and simplify how they build with data for any applications. One that allows for for organization to spend less effort rationalizing their data infrastructure and focus more on innovation and building out their unique differentiations. So by modernizing with uh, MongoDB and MongoDB Atlas on Google, you mm -hmm. can build new business functionality three to five times faster, scale to millions of users wherever they are on the planet and cut costs by 70% or more. Frederick, before we have to end today's episode, I want to invite you to share any final thoughts, a summary for uh, listeners before we sign off. Yes. If you want to know more about uh, MongoDB and how we can help to modernize your application, you can also download the Modernization Toolkit Guide on our website, mongodb.com slash modernize. Excellent. Thanks so much. Uh, we've been chatting with Frederick Favillon with MongoDB. Frederick, thank you so much for your insights and expertise. Thanks, Jim. And uh, have a happy listening. Thank you very much. And I want to give a big thanks to everyone who tuned in for today's episode. Now, be sure to check out the additional episodes of the Principles of a Cloud Data Strategy, where we talk with more Google Cloud partners about standing up a cloud database infrastructure, the challenge of data availability, observability, and security, and the benefits of a self-healing data pipeline. You can listen to the entire series on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms. And with that, for Google Cloud, MongoDB, and CIO Marketing Services, Jim Malone saying, thanks everyone for tuning in.
This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing Businesses Foundry, in association with its sponsor, Google.